Can we solve our mental health crisis by providing safe and effective deliveries of psychedelic pharmaceutical medicines? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Tuesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology put your company at risk. Learn more at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Stratus IP, business technology simplified. Yeah, well, let's talk about the idea, folks, for today's episode of being able to address our mental health issues. And, and frankly, it's it's a crisis that we're facing here in America. But let's address it in a different way. We talk about here on the show addressing problems at the root of their, their, their causes versus trying to address symptoms. So today we're going to be focusing specifically how we can go ahead and address uh, mental health using, in this case, psychedelic medicines, but also making them in the world of pharmaceuticals. But before we get there, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the Libertarian Party of Illinois, folks. The mission of the Libertarian Party of Illinois is to elect libertarians to public office and to move public policy in a libertarian direction. The LP of Illinois believes that everyone owns themselves and that no bureaucrat knows better than you what you need or what you want. Heck, maybe like psychedelic uh, pharmaceuticals. But when people Peaceful people engage in voluntary cooperation. The most number of people are served. And if you agree with that message, help us restore liberty up in Illinois at lpillinois.org and help bring back peace and liberty to both Illinois and the United States in our lifetimes. One more time, lpillinois.org. All right, so yeah, let's talk about psychedelics. I can't do it by myself today. Joining me from Psychoceutical, Chad Harmon. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here. And you said it on point. Love it. <laughs> Love it. See, we the, the audience doesn't get to appreciate, Chad, the, the stuff that we do behind the scenes. And and behind the scenes, I went through saying the name Psychoceutical about seven times to make sure I got it right because I am the product of government education. So unfortunately, uh, you know, I was more focused on learning God knows what arts and crafts than I was trying to learn the English language. So Forgive me. I'm sorry, guys, but it took me a little time, but thankfully I got it right the first time. Chad, you're, you're doing amazing work over at Psychoceutical, and you're helping address mental health, and it is specifically an issue right now that we are facing in America. It is at all-time crisis levels and truly crisis levels after you watched what just happened over the past three years. Folks being locked in their homes and being told, well, sorry, you're uh, unessential. Business is shut down. Kids watching their entire futures completely destroyed, all on the whims of some government bureaucrats. Now, that's all obviously conversations for a different podcast. But Chad, you're addressing right now where we see mental health being a main crisis point a different way, a different way of doing things. We like that here in the show. Talk to us about the approach you're taking over at Psychoceutical. Yeah, I mean, going back to those stats, um, you know, certainly, you know, coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, one out of five Americans experience mental illness each year. But he, in, in what some of our medical advisory board members, some of the doctors we've spoken to 
all around um, the U.S. And certainly uh, with one of our own, Dr. Julian Bales, uh, who's on the board of the NCAA, he says it's more like one in three. Um, you know, it's it's such a staggering number. And we can even point to a number of uh, comorbidity issues now. We're starting to see where, you know, cardiovascular disease uh, from depression, anxiety, PTSD are really starting to uh, take take uh, heart. And we're seeing much more of those disease uh, states um, uh, start, start to take root, if you will. So for us, you know, what we've seen in even prior to engaging in psychedelics, you know, there's been decades of research that have shown that psychedelic medicines have power potential for life saving mental health treatment. You know, however, for a widespread adoption, psychedelic medicines need to be delivered in the same way pharmaceuticals do with targeted control. Hence the name psychoceutical. We're bringing the best of pharmaceuticals with uh, psychedelics, right? Mm. So psychoceutical. Uh, so we uh, at psychoceutical, we're a biopharmaceutical company bringing a much needed focus on precision dosing technology to the mental health industry. You know, our mission, Brian, is to develop safer, more effective tools for combating the mental health and addiction crisis we face today coming out of the, the pandemic. And even, right, we can make the argument before the pandemic. So I was on, it was back in, I told you, I can't remember the date. I was actually looking here as we were off camera. Um, I can't remember the date. It was our friends over at Microdose. It was either 2020 or 2021. Darn you, COVID, messing up with my concept of time. Uh, but we we joined our friends there and we hosted a panel and we talked about the use of psychedelics. And we talked specifically in that panel about our, our friends over uh, in, in the armed services and our friends also who served overseas are now facing PTSD and all sorts of other demons that they brought back over uh, when they came home. So we saw, and this goes hand in hand with the overall general conversation about mental health, that has become a just just tragic, tragic epidemic that I don't think is nearly getting enough airtime that it needs to be getting. And frankly, that's why I was so honored to hold that that panel and, and to be able to to speak to a lot of vets, frankly, who are going out and dealing with this every single day, not just themselves, but with their cohorts that they served with overseas and now coming home and traveling, having to face those those demons. That's the hardest part for them and being able to find solutions. So I, I know that we were talking about some solutions in that case, but are you seeing right now maybe any interest from our friends in the veteran community who are looking for some alternatives using psychoceuticals? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're seeing case in point, one of our uh, competitors in the industry, uh, Darren Carcillo, um, you know, he's, he's leading up a company on, on traumatic brain injury. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of uh, individuals that are, um, you know, in, in the veteran community that's supporting him and his efforts. And we're, we're seeing more veteran especially at the conferences, more veteran um, various organizations come and support and really start to get engaged, you know, not only at the, the grassroots level of um, local cities and communities, but, you know, states and now at the, the government level, they're really pushing it up and um, really starting to hear their voice at the congressional level. So, um, you know, you know, they're, they're at the heart of what we do. As I mentioned, you know, my father is a is a former Vietnam veteran, 
Uh, my grandfather was World War II and my great grandfather was World War I. So they're at the heart of, of who we are at Psychoceutical. Uh, many of us here have, have uh, family or friends or loved ones that have been in the military and we hold them uh, dear, uh, near and dear to our heart. And obviously they're our first line of defense as a nation. So, you know, we want to honor and protect them and know that uh, we want them to come back in a safe environment where they can come back and heal and be reintroduced into society, be productive members. Now we could talk about maybe not sending our friends overseas, but that's, that's a whole, again, other conversation for a different podcast, but thank you for uh, yeah addressing a very real problem, Chad. And let's also talk about I guess the uphill battle you're facing, because this is something I'm sure half the audience is looking at and listening to with a raised eyebrow. Like, I'm I'm old enough to remember when it was determined, it was fact that marijuana killed your brain cells. I remember seeing that study. And by the way, that study, it was done on monkeys where they were pumping them with THC and gas masks. They literally suffocated the monkeys to death. And what ended up happening was the brain damage that the monkeys received wasn't from the THC. It was from the lack of oxygen, which, believe it or not, when you don't have oxygen going to the brain, you might suffer some brain damage. So, yeah, I'm I'm used to the propaganda. I think a lot of us are used to the propaganda. But let's be real, Chad. A lot of folks out there, they're they're still weary about this stuff. Like they hear they hear psychedelics and they instantly just think of the scene in Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny where Jack Black is floating down the magic mushroom uh, river where rainbows and unicorns are everywhere and he's talking to Papagino the Sasquatch. So, I mean, how are you approaching those folks who are just so vehemently against this idea of using psychedelics in our our medicine, specifically in the world of pharmaceuticals? Yeah, great question. One that we're, we're facing as, as an industry. And what we're doing is we're showing, you know, very viable clinical results. There's a result of, um, you know, several clinical trials uh, being in the phase two and phase three, where we're now starting to dose patients. But uh, even beyond that, what we saw even in the 50s and 60s were, were I mean, really remarkable results uh, for patients dealing with, in certainly many cases, they were uh, life-threatening illnesses where this was the only means and measure where an individual can stop the suffering and the pain that they were, were anguished with, with knowing that they have a terminal illness. And what we saw through, you know, Michael Pollan and his uh, Netflix uh, video was the fact that in the 50s and 60s, you know, we, we had this, these, these, these molecules that were very profound. Um, they were able to treat many of the mental health disorders that we're now faced with today. And we now know that, um, especially as a result of a, a recent article from a university out of London that showed our traditional treatment methodology with SSRIs and the serotonin receptors um, being, you know, the result of where the, the primary predominantly issues reside. That, that is uh, completely false. That narrative has been disproven. And now we really have to take a look back and say, what is the data showing? What, is, what are the clinical results showing? Well, now with you know phase two in human and phase three trials with, with maps, uh, with uh, compass pathways, I mean, they're tremendous results. And the data shows conclusively that it is, um, it is in a therapeutic sense, overcoming a lot of those depression, anxiety, PTS disorders, where, um, you know, previously it's 20 to 30% uh, with traditional SSRIs and cognitive behavioral therapy. So the, the, the data doesn't lie, right? 
And that's what I would point to. It's tough in this industry, I'm sure. Um, not just facing folks who have stigma, but also you're facing a lot of uphill battle when it comes to the the legal uh, battles that you're going to be facing. I'm sure you have been facing. And we talk about this all the time in terms of the way we approach solutions here at the show. The reason, and, and this isn't necessarily the reason, but you know, fundamentally a reason we've taken such a niche where we're talking not just to our Liberty friends, but also specifically your business owners, your entrepreneurs, is that we see that in order to get your ideas into action, right? What What's the most effective means to do so? And by and large, with almost zero exceptions, um, you're going to find that that's going to be in the private sector, using something in the free market space. And when government sets these rules that they do not just go away, they're there forever, they put roadblocks in the way for very well-intentioned and well-suited individuals in the free market who are trying to address these problems from being able to do so. Now, I see that as an issue because it's keeping folks from actually innovating, having real solutions to the problems we see out there, Number one, but number two, the other issue I see is that it, it keeps bad ideas and bad solutions in place. It embraces and solidifies the status quo, which as a sales guy, Chad, I am vehemently against. So talk to us about that. How are you facing that over at, uh, at Psychoceutical? In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, again, what the predominant issues that we were facing as an industry are certainly some of the, the known side effects, right? We're mm. considering these profound psychogenic effects, right? We've got nausea, we have vomiting, right? In terms of an overall sales pitch, right? Um, those are things that, you know, individuals really, for, for most of us, do not want to experience, right? Um, that's traumatic in itself. And so at Psychoceutical, what we're doing and what we created our company around is, you know, having very um, profound, remarkable delivery technologies to alleviate a lot of those concerns. So up until now, you know, there have been significant medical and, and really technological limitations, you know, keeping psychedelics from being safe, effective, and certainly widely accessible. So again, we, we wanted to deliver these, you know, not in the traditional, hey, take, you know, two caps and a stem and, and tell me how you feel and go, go experience that. We truly wanted to target a control and wanted to, you know, really uh, give the patients the comfort knowing um, that they're going to be delivering a, a, a dosage form that is widely acceptable and that's going to give them the best experience possible. But also it's going to give this, the FDA, certainly the DEA, right, because we're, we're dealing with the DEA, uh, that these molecules are schedule one, meaning they have no medicinal value. So we need to show to, uh, to the, the regulatory bodies that these are safe and effective and they can be uh, targeted for control. And certainly, you know, we believe with our, our patented technologies that we've solved the dosing problem where we can alleviate a lot of the psychogenic effects uh, so that we can uh, increase the user adoption to, you know, adolescents, 
right? Who need these, right? Going back to your earlier point in the top of the hour, we're talking about individual or, or adolescents at school where um, they're, they're wearing the mask. They're not, uh, they're, they're, you know, six feet separated from, uh, from their classmates. You can't touch them. You're, you're not having that intimate touch that we, we know that is very valuable to humans, right? So now you're, you're incorporating that sector of the population. You're also incorporating the, the, the elderly population who, you know, really don't want that psychogenic, very profound effect, right? Because of some of the, 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 the other conditions that they're dealing with. So we at psych- psychedelics are, are really bridging the gap of bringing everybody uh, into the mainstream by providing a solution of targeted control without the side effects. And we're also, you know, taking a, 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 a tract, if you will, an approach with the FDA saying, hey, we're really targeted. We're really focusing on alleviating a lot of those concerns. So that's what we're doing at Psychocetical. Psych- Talk to us about the future and let's maybe get outside of the world of mental health because, and not that I don't want to talk about mental health, but I think we've spent a lot of time here. And I think there's also other areas that we're finding that the, the psychedelics are having a lot of success in helping in terms of being alternatives to your traditional pharmaceutical medicines. Can you speak more about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing you know tremendous progress with uh, you know, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, even traumatic brain injury, CTE, right? Um, those are the areas that we're seeing, you know, tremendous uh, positive results outside of traditional mental health, right? And even, and even we can relate it back to aging, Brian. Uh, again, going back to one of our doctors, Dr. Thomas uh, Cabell, uh, he's a cardiologist out of, out of Nashville, and uh, he is a big, big proponent that a lot of mental health disorders and even uh, neurological and cardiovascular issues stem from, you know, mental health disorders. So we're seeing that if we can, we can attack the problem at, at its root, which a lot of it stems from mental health disorders that then go into neurological and cardiovascular. And again, going back into aging issues, if we can attack it at the root cause, which we know by based on clinical results that these uh, early results show and if we can combat that, then we're, we're alleviating a lot of downstream effects as it relates to aging, neurological disorders, and cardiovascular disease states. So, wow. you know, that's, those are the other areas that we're, we're certainly focused on. And I would even point to uh, even an article uh, recently as of, I think, a week or two, Apple put it out that an individual that, that was, um, you know, they were... Um, you know, unable to, to walk and they, they were paralyzed from uh, the waist down. And so this individual went to a concert out in uh, Colorado. They ingested a bunch of uh, psilocybin mushrooms and during the conference was starting to uh, feel the, their uh, extremities start to move again and uh, is now uh, walking again and using their limbs. Uh, so again, remarkable results and we're just starting to really understand the powerful, remarkable results of, of what these um, uh, compounds can do. All right. Now, pff, this is the part where I get banned. Um, I'm going to put my, my tinfoil hat on because like, <laughs> what, what, I feel like Peter Griffin in Family Guy where he's like, why weren't we funding this? But like, let's be real. Why were these all put on the, the was it class one substance list? Uh, schedule one. Schedule yeah. one, excuse Close. me. Yeah, but like, 
Why? Like, if, if they, we were, were people just that afraid of not knowing? Or, dare I say, the conspiracy hat comes on, like, are there possibly nefarious, you know, reasons for these drugs, psychedelics being classified and scheduled this way? I mean, goodness, let, we just saw what happened over the past few years with the pharmaceutical reach in terms of their ability to influence not just government officials, but also Anybody in media, I mean, goodness gracious, it became a joke every commercial um, before the commercials would, would go, any news segment, it would end with brought to you by Pfizer. Like, you you saw that that was what just happened over the past two years. Man, I mean, go back a hundred years, is it possible this all happened before? And that's why, like, they, they knew this stuff worked, they just tried to hide it? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a very taboo subject, right? So <laughs> especially somebody in this, in this industry. Um, but you know, what I, what I will say is, uh, certainly that the data, uh, for many years has supported, but I would even go back to, you know, even looking back at, in marijuana, which I had the fortune and opportunity of being in for several years and, you know, looking back in the early twenties, you know, and, and what was our, what was our pharmacia at that point in time? What where did, what what uh, compounds did we work with? We worked a lot of in marijuana. It was it was very powerful and profound on many ailments across the board. Uh, it was kind of almost the cure all catch all, right? And then and then suddenly uh, we ran up against um, you know uh, legislative or what I would say the 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 DEA at that point in time, which was uh, really adamant about uh, alcohol use, right? Well, once once the the, the powers that be uh, started supporting uh, alcohol and uh, we legalized it, well, then you had a whole bureaucracy in a federal body that now had to advocate for themselves and their positions, right? So then, hence, here comes the, uh, the propaganda against marijuana. And again, fast forward to the 50s and 60s, we were seeing that, you know, it, it was taking a, a whole movement of so-called hippies from the 50s and 60s and really starting to, to, to go against the establishment of anti-war, right? Now you're having these hippies that are having these profound experiences and they're trying and they're saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe war is not good. Why are we truly in Vietnam at this point in time? And that was against, you know, government, right? That was going against big government. So then you had uh, then, uh, you know, the, the establishment saying, all right, we're going to reschedule these. These are, are drugs that, uh, again, going to the propaganda, it's frying the brain. Then you had the 80s where we had the rise of the SSRIs coming into to focus, right, from big pharma. But then you had the war on drugs, right? You had the Reagan administration that really pushed forward and said, hey, we really need to uh, take a hard stance on <clears throat> on um, these drugs. They're they're um, they're they're molding and shaping and ruining our our our, our adolescent and those individuals that are exploring, you know, and, and obviously having the crack and uh, cocaine epidemic uh, during that time. So you know, to your point, uh, Brian, um, you're going up against you know federal regulations. You're going up against biz, biz, big business. And it's a perfect storm. And where I think we're at uh, now is we're reaching a precipice as a society where we're seeing this uh, global, this global um, 
truth that says, should we have locked down? Should we have taken the stance um, that we should have? Uh, given the data, you know, again, I, I always love to go back. Um, you know, a lot of my uh, leadership and how I ran based businesses were surrounding data and statistics. How do we measure and monitor the success of an organization? And how do we achieve um, a, a, a corporate strategy? Well, you need data and statistics. And so taking a step back, looking at COVID, we're seeing that you know 99.7 of the population was unaffected by, by COVID. And when I'm being unaffected, I mean, um, we weren't seeing the death rates and that we were supposed to see, right? And so that, that approach then goes back into, you know, how much was that government overreach and how much of it is we as a society taking back the reins and starting to say, hey, you know what? We have uh, true, we have true compounds that can fix these issues like psychedelics that can, um, you know, that can, uh, you know, address these mental health issues coming out of it. So I know that's a long winded answer. It's a very complex issue, but I think they're, they're very targeted and focused to, you know, um, where we need to address these. And I think we as a society are doing that. And certainly we're, we as psychoceutical are, are on the forefront of, of addressing those issues. Well, if there's one thing as we go towards final thoughts today, I'll start things off here, Chad. And that is uh, over the past two years or maybe the past 20 minutes, if anything you have learned, it is to, in fact, question well, everything. So with that, head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop where you can go ahead and get your own question anything or everything bumper sticker. Yeah, question anything. No, question everything uh, bumper sticker. And uh, these make great Christmas gifts, by the way, folks. I know Christmas is right around the corner. It's just about a month away. So if you're going to go ahead and look for a gift for that Liberty fanatic in your life who is looking to, in fact, question everything, go to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. Go check out our friends over at Proud Libertarian and do yourself a favor. Use code TBNS at checkout, and of course, continue to question everything. Chad, what do you have for us for final thoughts today? Yeah, I, I just want to leave your your um, your listeners with a message of hope that we are pushing forward towards legalization. We are, um, you know, we, we're going to provide, we know we are going to provide a viable solution to the mental health crisis. And even, again, uh, to neurological disorders, we hold great promise there as well. Uh, and in terms of, you know, other uh, comorbidities, uh, we're going to have a solution that we're going to bring to to the market and something that's going to be safe and effective for, for the users. And, you know, I would love for your audience to continue to follow us and support us in the message of, of um, you know, getting these, these very profound, remarkable uh, molecules through the approval process. And um, we, we look forward to helping you know, those that uh, enjoy your show so much, Brian. Perfect. Chad, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. And folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, well, you know the drill. Please go ahead, give today's episode a share. And when you do, please go ahead and tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. And also you can go ahead and when you share today's episode, you can not only find the audio version, which I know 90% of you guys are going to be listening to the show over there. Um, and again, anywhere you listen to your podcast, but also you can share the video version of the show, which can be found over on YouTube, on Rumble, and on Odyssey. Always have our backups there in 
case, which I think the backups are slowly turning into the uh, the main the main options as things get weirder and weirder. So please, guys, make sure you've done me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Regardless where it is, you go ahead and watch the video and, and do me a favor as well. Hit that little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. So I said it at B Nichols Liberty. That's where you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, Truth Social, Parlor. I don't know. Name the website. I'm probably over there. Uh, Chad, where can folks go ahead and find you? They want to continue the conversation. Yeah, you can find us on uh, psychoceutical.com. Uh, we're, we're on uh, you know, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all those social media outlets. Uh, we are a uh, publicly listed company, so uh, we'll listen on the OTCP. So you can find us under, under symbol BWVI or Blue Water Ventures Incorporated. Uh, we're looking to get that to name and corporate to symbol change here very soon with um, uh, with FINRA. So thanks again. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, if you, again, enjoyed today's episode, well, I know you're going to enjoy the episode if you're joining us here on YouTube. That is right here. I'm going to include that. That's the video that was recommended to you. And also over here next to uh, to Chad, over to your right, you're going to find another video I'm going to share. That is my conversation with Wiley Gray. He was talking about bringing a lot of solutions, again, specifically to veterans uh, in the psychedelic space. So I met him uh, for my team over at Microdose there when I was uh, leading that back again question mark last year two years ago so i'll make sure i include that there for you guys and uh if you haven't had the chance yet hit subscribe here for the brian nichols show but with that being said it's brian nichols signing off on the brian nichols show for chad Harmon. we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at brian Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.